Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We are, Sip, if I do my math correctly, 19 days away from kickoff to Nebraska Northwestern in Dublin. I, I tell you what, this weekend, I told you it hit me last week. It hit me hard this weekend because mm-hmm. I was in Sioux City with people I was going to the game with, and we're finalizing plans for Scotland and Ireland. I'm like, holy crap. Like, It's honest. I better... Get it figured out. I better figure it yeah, out. Me over. too. I better lock yeah. in. Yeah, me too. Lock in. It's an overseas trip. I mean, yeah, I know. It's not like, you know, when we go to West Lafayette, I literally spend eight minutes packing. <laughs> literally, okay. I'll, I'll just throw Underwear, a bunch of stuff at the end. Yeah, yeah. Pants. Let's go. Yep. Get a razor. Uh, uh, toothbrush. Yep. I'll borrow Parker's toothpaste. I'll just. Yep. All right. Um, let's go. Let's go. Three minutes. That's yep. nah, not going to be like that. You got to start. Getting adapters for the plug-ins. I know, well, and, yep. And you got to – there's a lot that goes into this. You know what? By the way, on that adapter thing, I was trying to surprise my wife because, like, you know, she's really smart with traveling. She's like, of course we need an adapter. We knew that a long time ago. Like, I, what you told me I thought was, like, news. I could, and I could tell her that she didn't know. She's like, duh, we need an adapter. We already have one. Oh, really? Yeah. So here I am trying to be <laughs> informative – and interesting, uh, no, that's that's obvious. There's no questions there. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Sorry, I'm dumb. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Well, your informing of me was the first time I even heard it. Yeah. So me thank too. you for that. So anyway, 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 yeah, you had a very you had. I, we don't need to talk about my weekend. Believe me. Um, 
but your weekend was fun. It was good. Played yeah. golf. Yeah. Uh, went to a rooftop bar in Sioux City. Okay. Rooftop like, like bar. Like 15 floors up or 16 floors up. Whoa. Pretty cool. Whoa. Downtown Sioux City. It's called The Warrior. Wow. It's a hotel. Okay. And then, yeah, the up the uh, patio's upstairs. It's really It was really neat. That was a cool place. I wonder why it's named The Warrior. I don't know. I, I didn't ask that. Neat, though, huh? Yeah. Did they serve food? No. I already ate food before that. We had dinner, then we went there for drinks, as you might assume, and... Here we are. Here we are. How'd your golf game go? Mm, first four holes wanted to die yeah. um, because I sucked, and then I figured it out to make it respectable. Okay. Uh, but the first four holes were absolutely horrible. When did you send me that photo? Was that the first four no, holes? No. Uh, yeah, that was some somewhere in that comp- yeah, in that time frame. I was not doing well, though. You looked a little rough. <laughs> yeah, well... It was rough. <laughs> he looked a little rough. Uh, 464-5685. Call or text as always. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. You can watch the show on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Sip, there was a scrimmage, but we were not allowed to go to on Saturday. Nebraska had their first scrimmage of the fall as we sit 19 days away from kickoff. Now, I'm curious, did you get any sort of scoop on how the scrimmage went? Not really. I mean, there's a okay. – no, I mean – Darn. Yeah, I – you, I mean, you got to be careful with this. Like I was thinking about last night. Yeah, I mean, I heard from a couple guys that were there. Okay. Okay, so so here we are. I heard from a couple guys that were there. We're going to discuss <laughs> what a couple guys saw. I mean, ah, there there were some things I wrote on our message board that kind of makes sense. Um, that just just one person's opinion from practice. I mean, nothing. I don't think anything. Well, as you would expect, I think the defensive ends are, are, you know, they're playing well and they're probably getting the best of the line. So now, now your reaction is to freak out and say the offensive line's struggling, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Norm- normally I would, yeah. but I do like the defensive ends right now. Uh, I like, I like the- yeah, I like those guys. Uh, Prohaska's showing, you know, he's showing some ru- showing some rust, which maybe we should expect it coming back. Yeah. Um, Corcoran was held. Turner Corcoran was held out. Not, I don't think it's a serious injury. I would expect he'd be back this week. So the offensive line, Teddy showing rust. No Corcoran. Um. If the offensive line struggled a little bit, you'd probably understand. Um, but, you know, on the bright side, I, what I've heard is Bryce Benhart's playing well at right tackle. Um, so that's very helpful. Uh, I'd say the running backs, as I, as I have been saying, the, you know, I keep saying the running back room stronger than the receiving room. Um, I think that's bearing itself out so far. Wide receiver room needs some work. Um, we always say the edge position is strong. It is, it has been really not just, I'm not just talking about the top three. I'm talking about Jamari Butler and Gunnarsson. Um, those guys are good players. The interior D line is good, was good in this, but could develop into really good. Those are the, those are the main takeaways. Those are the main takeaways. I listened to a little bit of, uh, the Pancakes Boys yesterday. Brant Banks was was in studio, mm. and he was talking about the scrimmage, a little bit of scrimmage. And they they were uh, they they were talking about how fast O'Shawn Mathis is. 
He's fast. Okay, so obviously he's a pass rusher. You want a guy that has some moves, can get out there. They say, that dude is so fast, he gets the quarterback very quickly, which could be, again, poor line play on the offensive side or just elite defensive end rushing ability, outside linebacker rushing ability. So they're very high in him. Um, but I don't know. It's it's hard to take a ton away from the first scrimmage. Uh, again, because we, because we couldn't watch it or there was no media access there, but – um, but but the, there's there's things. yeah that's the thing that people understand no media access yeah, there's no media like, like my brother was asking me last night well, what the scrimmage looked like I got no media access Sip couldn't go nobody yeah. could go yeah so you're you talking did, you through the peer through the binoculars in the parking garage no no <laughs> did you think about it no I mean kind of you thought about it didn't yeah. you yeah so you're kind of talking through the eyes and what you read on message boards and you're trying to put together this picture. And there's only a few things that I that make sense to me that I would feel comfortable about going to the air with, and I pretty much said them. Um, the Prohaska, the Prohaska story is one to watch, for sure. Um, what's today? August. August eighth. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the next couple, I'd say the next eight days are really important for Prohaska. Uh, okay. Um, to see how he. I mean, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. At all, but I, I told to ev- everyone. To everyone was saying, "Oh, Prohaska is just going to be great," and I, and mm-hmm. I love Teddy because Teddy mm-hmm. was really good in six quarters of play last year. He was great against Northwestern the whole game, and he was really good for six, two quarters against Michigan before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But as a guy that's six foot ten, three hundred plus pounds, mm-hmm. you don't just recover from a leg injury like that and come back and. Be have no issues at all. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he has a brace on his leg, on his knee. Yeah, they all, you know, you know how it is though. The offensive linemen all wear braces. Okay, he's just double but braced. We on know one. what happened to his leg, though. Yeah, he's double braced on his left knee, double braced. I mean, he's he is an incredibly important player for the entire offense, not just the line, the entire offense. Yeah. And he's coming off a major injury, and mm-hmm. he only played six quarters last year, so. Does he have a high ceiling and high potential? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But is there a bunch of risk there early on with, with rust? And well, I don't know. I, a bunch of yes. risk. A bunch of risk? Or concern. Let's go yeah. concern. I don't know what Let's the risk concern. is. Um, yeah, there's definitely concern. There's definitely concern. The good news is on the right side, I'm, I think if they have Ben Hart playing well, it helps the whole line. It helps everything fall into place. So Ben Hart looked good at right tackles, what I'm told. Uh, QBs, our people are wondering about QBs. I, I, I heard it was fine. The play was fine. Uh, le- legit. Um, Casey's had a good camp. We'll get to that at 7 o'clock. But Frost said Casey, you know, it's his job to lose. Um, and he's had a good camp. Um, and I'm telling you, the running backs are legitimate. They're legit. If Ramir Johnson – is, I mean, if he's, I, I, I think he's listed third on the depth chart going in. If Ramir Johnson's your third running back, you're in good shape. I mean, that's that you're in great shape. I think Anthony Grant will be the starter. That's what I think. I, it, but again, he's got it, it, that could evolve. I mean, that that conversation evolves. I think it evolves almost daily. But I think he'll emerge at the top of the heap eventually. You said earlier you were concerned about the receiving room a little bit still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let, let's let's think, think who they lost. Well, stay. I I know who they lost. We'll get to that later on the show too. Samari Ture has been has been a, a good you know a star in Packers training camp so far. So he's going to probably make the roster there and 
be in playing with the Packers this season. But this is a an off you know a coordinator in, in Mark Whipple that wants to throw the football. It's not it's not eighty percent. It's a lot of passing though. Yeah. And you need to have receivers you can count well, they have on. Them. They have them. Then what's the concern here? Then? Well, I mean, they're just not. You, I mean, what you, you listen to practice, right? I do. Did you hear what Mickey Joseph said? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, it's not just me saying it. They, they need somebody to step up. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm not saying they won't be all right. It's very early in camp. But I'll, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that kid from LSU, Trey Palmer, is a good player, um, but I, he had 30 catches. I mean, it wasn't like he was an all SEC player. They got to get a lot. They got to get a lot, and they got to get a lot out of him. They got to get a lot out of Oliver Martin. Um, got to get a lot out of Alante Brown. I mean, none of those guys were 30 catch guys. Right? Well, and, and I think that's why with Trey Palmer, Omar Manning's <laughs> the same. He had 24 catches. You you're maybe hoping that. Paul, you know, Jordan Addison at Pittsburgh was the go-to guy. He was a wonderful receiver now at USC. And, and Mark Whipple and Kenny Pickett said, let's, let's make that guy the focal point of the offense. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, whether it was right or wrong, when people, when Nebraska got Trey Palmer, they thought, okay, let's make him Jordan Addison. It doesn't, it doesn't just work no, like I didn't, that. No, yeah, I didn't say that. Did I I did, say you that? did not say that. No. But there was, there was a... I guess an excitement and maybe a belief that he could be something like that. Oh, was there? I, yes. Okay. Yes, there was. Absolutely. Yeah, I did not know they that. Didn't think, they didn't say it'd be right away, but they thought, hey, you know, we know how Whipple uses the receivers. If he's got a guy he likes a lot, they target that yeah, guy yeah. a lot. Yeah, I don't, know if they have a, I'm not, I don't know if they have a Jordan Addison. And if they don't, then he won't do that, right? Um, maybe they do, though. Maybe Trey Palmer will end up being that guy. I mean, I— you know, you, you see what we're doing, why it's uncomfortable. We didn't see the scrimmage. We're talking about something we didn't see. So it's a little, I mean, just go back to what Mickey said. They had one bad practice. Um, but what I've heard is the run, running backs are ahead of the receiver, which doesn't surprise me at all. The running back room is strong. The receiver room I think could be, but I I don't know. I mean, is there a I, – I just – there's no obvious all Big Ten type player in there right now. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if there is at running back either. But I don't. I don't want to go too far down the road of I'm concerned. I just think the running back room's ahead of the receiver room. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm concerned. And that, that's why I want to. I want to. I mean, I don't want to. I, I. I think it's. I don't know if it's productive for us to be hysterical about anything. I'm not being hysterical. Okay. <laughs> but I will say this. I want, I want to avoid hysteria in this matter. Okay. You, you hear there's a, some rough spots or some rusty spots with the offense right now, right? Mm-hmm. The line's a little rusty. Prohaska's well, rusty. Prohaska's, yeah. Okay. Prohaska's. The receivers aren't standing out yet in terms of being. Okay, <clears throat> that's fair. Okay. Running backs are solid. We'll see what we, in the season what that looks like. Solid, yeah. Okay. Quarterback play's been good. Casey mm-hmm. Thompson has been good. From what we from what we hear, but I, for anyone out there that expects a repeat of last year's Northwestern game in Dublin, mm-hmm. and Nebraska putting up fifty six points, I, I just think that you should cool the Jets, or even, even like in the forties, like the thirties, maybe. Like it's not going to be. It's not going to be. I don't know. A step back if Nebraska scores 30 points against Northwestern compared to 56 last season. It's the first game of the season yeah. with a new quarterback yeah. with yeah. you know some new offensive line guys in there, right? A new, new running back possibly, new receivers. Yeah. 
it doesn't just click like it did in that game last year you right think, away. You wouldn't think. Unless Northwestern's really bad. I don't think they're that bad. And what I think Northwestern is going to try to do is ugly it up. Well, well I, that would support, um, I, that would and then chew up that. and then run the ball and chew up clock. So you better you got. I think you're going to have to be efficient in that game. I agree with you though. I don't think you're going to see fifty-six to seven. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Yeah, I think I think you could see a tight game. I don't know what the line is. 12 and a half. Oh, 11 and a half or, it's either 11 and a half or 12 and a half. That's what, this, what it's at. I would not take Nebraska to cover that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. And again, a 10 point win would be great. I'd yeah. F- yeah, fine, fine. 34 yeah. 24 or 24 14. Great. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, Run. Take that. Take that. Shout from the mountains for, yeah. of happiness and leaf. Yeah. Get the heck back to America. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Not, I don't think we're going to see a blowout. I don't think so either. I mean, Nebraska. If you think about it, though, Nebraska ran for 400 plus against them last year. What if they just? What if Nebraska just comes out steamrolling on the ground? Well, see if Whipple calls that. If, if Mark Whipple says let's run the ball, then maybe they'll do that. And then maybe it does get ugly. You know, I mean, I think Nebraska's got a better. Nebraska bunch of- took a deep shot early in that game, opened it up to Samari Touré. Remember that, mm-hmm. and then, so that kind of opened up the run game for Nebraska a little bit. They had to respect the deep ball. You know what? I agree with you, but I leave open the possibility that Nebraska just overwhelms them. I don't. I just, I, that's that's not what that that's not what that team does. Northwestern does not get blown out very often. Not they very got often. they got blown out yeah. that game. That was. I was still stunned by that score. I'm mm-hmm. still stunned mm-hmm. Me too. by that score because they always find ways to get a timely interception or a fumble. You know, they have some something lucky go their way, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's a three-point game, or they're up by three, up by seven. You don't see what happened last year against Northwestern and Lincoln happen very often. Now, I lean towards you being right. And, and you know Fitzgerald has that as bulletin board material. Saying, hey, think- remember this, guys? Do you, re- do you remember this night? Yeah. Where this this crappy team kicked our butts, yeah, fifty six to seven, not happening this year. Yeah, not happening. This is a tone setter mm-hmm. from our, our three and nine disappointment last mm-hmm. year. This is this is Pat Fitzgerald talking, uh-huh. by the way, and that ain't happening again, boys. Yeah. So, you're right. I, I don't. I lean to. I don't close. see any blowout at all. Yeah, I lean. To, I it'd be shocking. I'll 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 put it that way. I'll I'll I'll, I'll go with you on this. Something like over 30 points would be shocking. Like a 30-point win? Yeah. 30-plus. <laughs> like over 14. <laughs> what are you hearing? What are you hearing from the text I line? get a call. Gus isn't here today. Mm, where's Gus? Uh, he told us to be gone today. I think maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Been off gone for a week. It's fine. Uh, four six four five six eight five. Kent says, I just want a win. Give me seven to three. I'll be happy. Okay. Yeah. I think most people are like that. Again, would, yeah, would I, <laughs> I don't know that 7-3 would do much. Would that be feel like a loss? Put a double and it went 7-3. to three. Ten points total in the game. Well, we won. It's like that feeling when they, when they beat Pittsburgh back in, in the Callahan era, 7-6. to six. I mean, he won, but that felt like a – that was like a root canal watching that game. <laughs> it does count as a win, but – what else are you hearing? Husker Driver says twenty-eight to seven, Nebraska wins. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, win twenty-eight to seven. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is from Wet Blanket. 
464-5685. Couple things here from him. Okay. Uh Jake, take it easy with the with the music, you know. Yeah. Trey Palmer is really fast. There are 10 running backs who have never run for more than 500 yards in their careers. <laughs> the secondary has lost 80 starts. Last season's two best interior defensive linemen are gone, and Nebraska returns eight career sacks at edge. They could easily absorb a loss at left tackle. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that left tackle thing's definitely a concern. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to see what Teddy does. It's only August 8th. That's the thing you got to keep telling yourself. Yeah, so, They're not uh, that far into camp. What Blank also says, did Sip just say Nebraska will overwhelm Northwestern? No, I said it's, it's possible they could again. It's possible. Is he more confident in that statement than his prediction that the Illini opener wouldn't be competitive last fall? <laughs> I I didn't say that. I didn't say they would overwhelm Northwestern. I say it's it wouldn't shock me if they did because of last year's game. Right? Much of the same personnel on their side. So no, it wouldn't shock me. If I'm not saying fifty six to seven, but what about thirty one to seven? Would that shock you? It wouldn't shock me. No, I'd be ecstatic. I'd, yeah. I'd drink a pint on the yeah. way home on the flight. Guinness. Right, we've got a phone call. This is dangerous because I usually don't do this when I don't have a computer, so I, I go get it, but I, don't, I didn't do that. If you can hear me on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, who do we have here on early break? Go ahead. This is Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob. What's going on, Bob? Not a whole lot, but I think you're underestimating something. What's that? Here we go. Special teams, and what about the defense? Uh, make them uh, one one dimensional, and uh, getting after that quarterback, getting some turnovers. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think there's that potential. I do. And then, then you're talking blowout. <laughs> Bob, do you see any game this year that's not a blowout for Nebraska? No, but I think that with the special team, I think you guys are underestimating the special teams. If we can stop that run. And, I mean, we did against Michigan State, and uh, that I think we can stop the run, mm-hmm. making them one-dimensional, coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a great advantage. And, you know, uh, secondary, I like the secondary. Uh, I like the linebackers, get some turnovers. Um, you know, uh, offense, you know, do what it does. But, <clears throat> yeah, I can see it. I can see it turning Nebraska away. Yeah, I could okay, too. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. You know how it is with Northwestern. If you bottle them up in the run game, yeah, it could get. Hey, this is going to be the. I mean, come on, this is the this is the way it goes for a lot of teams in a lot of games. If Nebraska can stop the run, now I believe it does have the pass rush to be disruptive. I think you got. I mean, you're hearing enough about O'Shawn Mathis. You you're hearing enough about O'Shawn Mathis. You know enough about Garrett Nelson. And Caleb Tanner, and I know, I know, Wet Blank is going to shoot the sack total at me, but it's, I think the game, the game changed because now, you have three guys, four guys, that have to be dealt with, and that, that helps those guys. O'Shawn Mathis on one side, Garrett Nelson on the other. I'm not saying that's Hutchinson Ojabo, but it does help to have two. Where where the defense where the excuse me where the offensive line can't slant towards one, and try to take like Randy Gregory away, even having one like Gregory was really helpful to Nebraska's defensive line. It it just one really helped. Now if you put another guy on the other edge that's almost as almost of that level, then it's really tough, and that pass rush could be very formidable. 
And we and as you mentioned it last week, Luke Reimer played the last season hurt the whole time and still had 108 tackles. If that guy's healthy, I mean, he is a bullet. Yeah, he he's just a bullet. Gets to the football. He is healthy. Now, he Jake, after the season, he had one surgery right after the Iowa game, the week after the Iowa game to on his hip. He had hip surgery. Then in February, he went to Houston to have sports hernia surgery. He had a hip and sports hernia, groin issues. Played the whole season with it. Now, again, you have Reimer healthy. Henrich, Henrich is healthy too. It, it might look pretty good up there. It might look pretty good in that front seven. Uh, from Doc, before we get to another phone call, 464-5685, Doc says, I personally don't think Nebraska is going to win because Northwestern has been a stable program for years while Nebraska is constantly changing. I'm going to go with the more stable, consistent program majority of the time, and that is Northwestern and majority of Nebraska's opponents in the Big Ten Conference. Could you is, – is there – think about your situation. Is there a – can you imagine picking Northwestern to win this game? Would you, would you do it if, you're, if your house is on the line? Who are you picking? How could you pick Northwestern? Okay, at the same point. Do you feel you feel that confident in Nebraska? Well, but, 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 but I'm not saying I feel. I'm not saying I'm doing it with confidence. But there's no way you take Northwestern, right? If your house is on the line, you throw everything out. Doesn't make all your sense feelings. To well, yeah, all your feelings, all your emotions. There's it doesn't. It'd be nonsensical to pick Northwestern, right? But if you throw out all your all your in that extreme scenario, yes. But right. in a Normal life scenario? No, it's not crazy at all to pick Northwestern. No, but if you just strip all everything away, it only makes sense to pick Nebraska. I, that's that, that's now how by how much? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. Who would know that? Uh, we, Who, why would you gamble on this game? <laughs> I would not touch this yeah. game at all. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I would do it is to bet North, Northwestern to cover twelve and a half points or eleven and a half. That's I don't I'd, know if I'd do that. I would. Yeah. I'd say that they lose by ten. Yeah. Nebraska cover, Nebraska wins, but they don't cover. It's still a win to me. This seems unpredictable. Yeah, I just stay away from it in general. Uh, we have another phone call. Again, Gus is not here, so I don't have a name. If you can hear me on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, who do we have? You're on early break. Go ahead. I can hear you. Uh-oh. That sounds like Vince in Napa, California. Is that Vince? Yes, it is, fellas. How are you? Good morning, Vince. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Just, you know... Uh, well, back from vacation, back to work today. Oh boy! Oh well, welcome right. back to the workforce. Yeah, boy, yeah. Well, you know, I had the audacity to sleep in all the way till seven o'clock, pretty much every day last week. How'd so, that yeah, feel? That, that's a lot of audacity, isn't it, fellas? Yeah, you're audacious, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, <clears throat> well, also, well, hey, you know, I turned. Well, I mean, I turned the page and I turned fifty last week. So you know, I mean, you gotta. Well, you know, so you, you know, so hey, you got to take care of number one if you know what I mean. Happy birthday, Vince! And and before I go into it, I'm going to say fifty. David Robinson, Mike Singletary, Dave Remington, Sid Fernandez. Sid Fernandez. What was his yep, nick- what was his nickname? Pitcher for the Mets. What was his nickname? Uh, I think it was El Sid. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, El Sid. El something. But, um, yeah, but uh, anyhow, though, I mean, as far as 
what to and what not to take out of the scrimmage. I mean, you know, I, I've always I've always been a believer in that. You know, there's really not a whole lot that you could ever take out of a scrimmage because, you know, you don't know what you know because you don't know what uh, each side of the ball's objective is. And plus, <clears throat> with scrimmages, the number one objective usually is just come out of there and don't have any injuries because if you do that, if you do that, you're ahead of the game. But uh, but one thing that stands out is that, uh, I mean, not necessarily from the scrimmage last week, but also just from, you know, <clears throat> something that came out uh, last week was just some of the comments from uh, from Coach Bush and a, and a couple of other people saying how Anthony Grant is, you know, look, appears to be emerging as the top kick returner, which I think really, which I think is kind of something because, uh, you know, it just seems like the years that we've had a dangerous return, man, you know, uh, it's usually been – it's usually been a starter, you know, and uh, because like the last good one that we had that I can think of was the Mornay Pearsonell. I mean, and I can think of at least a couple games that he flipped. He flipped the Iowa game, which was Bo's last game, the Oregon game, which was <clears throat> the peak of the Mike Riley era, and also, and another one that I thought of last night was the Michigan game in 2014. I know we didn't, I know we didn't win that game, but I know we were down big early. <clears throat> he has a big return. That got us back in the ball game, you know. But, um, but like as far as last year's Northwestern game, I mean, I think one thing that kind of got that game avalanched is that uh, you know we took the big shot down the field early with Samari Ture, mm-hmm. and also we're playing, and also we're playing at home. The crowd gets going, Northwestern gets overwhelmed. Whereas you know, you're, I mean, I know I know our fans travel a lot better than Northwestern, but like, uh, <clears throat> but since this is a neutral site game. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But if this game, you know, winds up being close, the one thing that I'm interested in is how does Nebraska handle it? <clears throat> is that uh, yeah. because since we yeah. lost so many close games last year, yeah. how do we handle it? I mean, does this oh, yeah. team handle it? Does this team not panic, or or do they have this look on this look in their eyes of like, oh my goodness, here we go again? Mm-hmm. But 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 you know what, fellas, oh, we're 19 days away. We are 19 days away. Yes, fellas. And so, you, and so here, so, so this is where you have to take a little bit of a twisted sister mentality, you, and you got to take this mentality of "We're not gonna take it." Oh no, we ain't gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. You fight, you fight, and you fight. What bloody knuckle! Yeah! <laughs> That's right. Good job. <clears throat> We're not going to take it. We're not going to take there, it. There goes Vince. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. There, happy 50th. There, there he goes. 50 and happy. Now, Jake, he raises a good point. I do think about this. I did think about it this weekend, actually. If this game is close, late. Uh, right, uh, right, right, uh, right, 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 right. You have a Which lot of guys. Probably going to now. Happen. You you have a lot of guys who who weren't involved at all with Nebraska's recent past, right? You have a lot of guys playing, and you have a guy you have a guy calling plays that wasn't involved in it, and you have a quarterback who wasn't involved in it. But you do have guys that were, and you just wonder how that's going to be. How, Here we go again. Yeah, if if Northwestern keeps it tight, and it's and it's you know. It's a dogfight with five minutes to go. That's going to get tense. I, I don't. And, 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 okay. I, I just expect it. I and just the, expect and the it. other part of that equation that you wonder about with this team is chemistry. 
because of all the new additions, 21 transfers is what we're talking about. That's including walk-ons. 21 transfers. A lot of the roster's new. So what? I mean, you can get to about, Jake, you can literally get to about a dozen guys that are new guys, transfers, that are going to be playing. Not necessarily starting, but playing in the rotation. That's a lot. Now, that's probably the good news because they don't have any they don't have any holdover from last year and all those close losses. And the critical thing is, as I said last week, you have a new quarterback and both your punter and kicker are new. Okay. That could be a good thing, right? Well, if if they're good. Right. 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 I mean, Michigan State had a lot of transfers last season. After a rough season the year before that, two wins or three wins they had in 2020, and it worked out for them right away. It clicked. The chemistry was there right away. Yeah, and we don't emphasize this enough, by the way. We don't emphasize this enough. This is a hard conversation. Well, you emphasize it quite a bit, I guess. But because of the way the roster is, you need early success right now. Have to. If it if it goes south early, then what about these guys like O'Shawn? What's his then what's his motivation? Mm-hmm. If you're out of contention for a good bowl game by mid October, then does he keep playing? I mean, he's got the NFL in his mind. Does, I, I can't answer that question. I don't know. Does, I don't does, know. Does what he keep like. rolling? I hope we don't have to have that conversation right. about another three and five start and yeah, if it's three and five and and, and entering this the tough month in November, right? With th- those, that's teams. the interesting thing about the portal, is guys, you know the words opt out. I mean, if it's there's a lot. if there's nothing to play for, now you could say you could easily come back and say, "Sip, come on, man, he can't opt out eight games in unless he's put up big numbers." Because he's got to, he's got to, he's got to put up some numbers. Yeah. If he feels like he's NFL ready, he's want to hurt himself. He's got big numbers, and the team sucks. But what if an agent got in his ear and said, "You don't need big numbers. You just got to go test well. You got to get ready for testing." Right. Let's just hope the team's winning. I know. I brought up a dark he's, scenario. He's, it's, it's very dark. <laughs> I brought up a very These dark guys scenario. Guys coming in, don't finish the season off right. because they don't want. I brought up a very dark scenario, but it's that's there's a reality in that conversation in this day and age in college football. Right. It is. I mean, very, very real. Yeah, it's it's very real. That's it, it, they need us. They need a good start, a good fast start. So badly, so badly. Said it last year didn't happen. Please, this year for the sake of everybody in this state. Isn't, isn't that motivation? By the way, wouldn't Frost say, "Hey guys, last year we got off bad, bad yeah, foot." Please look at the Illinois footage right. and say we cannot do any of right. this again. Right. It changed. I think you could use that as motivation. Why he better? More next and early break in the ticket.